Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active, your weekly dose of conversations. I didn't even do the... Textually active. active. Your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez, and I got Measy with me. Gang shit. And he's on the boards. Yo. And we're here. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful Tuesday. It's nice and nice and pretty. You know, feeling good. Hopefully. (laughs) Who knows? You know. Uh, we just got put back under lockdown, so niggas got to be inside from 10 to 5. Lock. What will we do? Lockdown. Chrome spinning. Niggas, we are not what, in lockdown. What will we do? <laughs> we are not in lockdown. They just closed everything else. You want to go to the grocery store, it's still open. Nah, I read it. It said, stay your black ass home. Yes, yes, Raz, I'm talking to you. Stay your black ass home between 10... 10- the funny you, you was gonna do that anyway. What's in the house? Because that's just who you are. <laughs> I was just asking Eric uh, last night. I was like, "So, do you think if this pandemic were around, like, we'd be outside? It's like, did we live a life prior to this where we were outside a lot?" Yeah. And he was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, we was out a little bit more. Probably not as much. But... I think like every Friday we might have did something. I mean, every I other Friday, we were just with the same people, but. It was just more numbers. It's just cool now, though. I don't care. Shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out HBO for dropping that bomb on us, so we might not ever have to leave the house again. What happened? What did what happened? You know what what they dropped? They about, they about, we ain't got to go to the movies now. Them shit's coming out in our house now. Uh, AMC just tried one last effort to tell people that they could rent out a movie theater for $100 to watch movies. And I guess that failed, and now they're like... They ought to use the... AMC should just buy PlayStations and let niggas come in there and play PlayStation. That's a good idea. That would be fire. And and I will give them the rent. We'll move in. We'll have... You know what I'm saying? You know, the top row will be the bedroom. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just buy the PlayStations and put them in there and have niggas come in there. I mean, you got to have security, but it's worth it. Yeah. We can figure it out. That'd be fire. They're going to have to block off that exit door, though. (laughs) Niggas gonna bum rest Cause it's a pandemic Niggas is stealing It ain't nothing but two Two movie theaters In the city now That's crazy Yeah, yeah. I mean this year has been One of them been, turned into a church Didn't they A big ass church too This year has been a year uh, You know 2021 is around the corner We'll take some time To reflect on that later But how you guys feeling today Another day You know what I'm saying Had some pretty good chicken wings From a, a Nasty ass taco spot But it's cool Chicken wings from a taco spot. Yeah, the tacos was trash. So thank, thank God I got the chicken wings. I hate that white people think they can put anything on the taco and just call it artesian and it worked. That shit trash. You were setting yourself up for failure. I have a thing where you don't go to a burger place and get a fish, and you don't go to a seafood restaurant and get a burger. Like whatever the restaurant. What are you trying to apply here? I said, luckily, I got the wings because the tacos were trash. The taco was nasty. Okay, from the taco place. But why were they selling? Why were they selling wings? Were they like taco wings? Nah, they were just regular wings that was busting. I am intrigued. What are taco wings? 
What could those be? Like, you take the seasoning packet that comes with the tacos and you sprinkle it on the wings. You do realize. And you dip it in sour cream instead of You do of realize only niggas do that. What? Season their tacos <laughs> with some shit out of a pack. Everybody else just take it and cook the ground beef. Yeah, and they, they just salt to taste. Salt to taste. Salt and pepper to taste. I'm feeling good, though. Yeah, I, I'm having a good, a good time. Um... Just trying to do the things that I like and enjoy. Uh, today is a good day. Not saying that every day is like that. Every day has been like that. But, you know, just finding time to do the things that I like. So, oh, so that's what it's all about. Hand icy today. Oh, so icy. I got my ring back. I <laughs> so I think. So you guys can stop all your rumors. They're ba- they're still together. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. I, did we talk about that last episode? <laughs> I don't remember. I think we were on live and we said, um. I, I really would like to get my ring back. So we had to roll, run up on the jeweler and tell them, like, yo, what's up? They ended up never calling us when my ring was ready. And I had to get a spacer so that no other accidents happen because it was too big. It fell off my finger. Yeah. But um, that's another story for another day. Uh, you ready to get into our topic for today? Sure. So, what are we here for? <laughs> what did you say? What we here for. This is what we here for. So thank you guys for tuning in. If you're listening right now, I want you to take a screen grab. If you're watching on YouTube, hit take a picture of your TV, tag Sexually Active, and share it on your social medias. And make sure you tag us too so we can know that you're listening. Who's listening? Who's listening to TA? Who fucking with the gang? Uh, people. Uh, say, ah. Oh. <laughs> if you oh. fucking with the gang, say, ah. I was just like, I was like, what are you trying to do? We have, I was we trying have to a, get a hike. We have a whole production team that don't produce. Uh, he <laughs> no, He's I'm, not listening to the car. If you fucking no, with the gang, no, say, what, ah. If see, you, what, what's the name of that, that producer group? I think it's like Cool and Dre. They're like, where it sounds like you uh, you open up a Sprite. Like, yeah. Like that. like, that's what I thought she was doing. I'm like, I'm so good. The runners. That's the crowd going crazy. <laughs> Look at that. That sounds like a Sprite. Yeah, that sounds sound like when you get that spicy Sprite from McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's Sprite. Hit the back of your throat, clear it right on up. Chill All right. out, free. Yo, you got to Throw babies. Anywho, so we're here to talk about our topic for the week. Um, the last two weeks, we've been playing this game called Among Us. It's crack. Um, if you haven't played it, you need to. I was introduced to it on Thanksgiving from my lovely fiance. He said, you got to play this game. I said, I don't play games. I played the game. I never stopped playing the, game, the damn game. And I realized that I can invite my friends. It's really good. It's really fun. So the point of the game is to trick your friends into believing that you are not an imposter, which in some strange way ties into our our adult life because we run around all the time. I don't know about you guys, but I do. And I run around facing myself as an imposter. Sometimes you wake up, you feel like you're about to do something great. And then you realize, wait, am I, am I really great at this? Like, is this something that I can do and, and do well? Or have I led myself to believe that this is something that I'm good at? And um, the people in psychology call that imposter syndrome. Mm. So the way I feel about it is, you know, I try to brush it away, but I wanted to take some time to actually talk about it with you guys and see how you experience imposter syndrome outside of Among Us, because we all like to be the imposter in that game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had to quit playing that shit because they'll never let me kill nobody. I played for three (laughs) hours the other day with you niggas. I ain't get to kill nobody. I even and changed and my the, name to the, fix the, is, the algorithm. And the funny thing is, I wonder why, like, why is that the more fun part of the game? 
It is more fun right? being and the how, imposter. And how does that really kind of connect into like real life? It's like, is it just something that something that you would never do in real life? So it's just like, yeah, I can exactly. Do it in the game. Like, bro, I wake up every morning, supposedly supposed to complete these tasks before oh. <laughs> before the day's over, right? Okay. But, I usually don't get a chance to, but if I got a chance to run around and not do shit, how much how much fun would life be if you just run around and not do shit? Are you just run around and pretend to be something that you're not? Pretend right. that you're living, the lot. you're right. doing your tasks, you're yeah. going to work whole time. You just fucking shit up for everybody fucking else. Shit up for everybody else, and I love to go. I came in, fuck shit up, and I left. Mm-hmm. I love that, but uh, I think I deal with imposter syndrome, and I think it's. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is just hilarious. I think it's because of this, the podcast. Like, Uh-oh. people sit here and they like, oh, my God. Like, I don't, I feel like people think doing what we do is this, it takes immense courage or immense, like, personality type to do this. And so they think the things that we do is, like, amazing. Like, somebody was, like, giving me my flowers the other day, like, yesterday, I was like, yeah, man, you got the city on smash, you podcast this, podcast that. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. Show up every Tuesday. I talk about what we're supposed to talk. Uh, We just now started selling t-shirts and stuff. But all right, thank you. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to take that. I I feel like what I do is very regular. I feel like anybody could do what I do. They might be able to do it the way that I do it. But anybody could do this if you. You know what I'm saying? You take the time and think it out. Right. And now with my adult ADHD that I'm... Self-diagnosing. Self-diagnosing because... I, I feel like we, I just want to make sure that people know that you're self-diagnosing. I, hey, I'm self-diagnosing, but it I apply all the... Like, I, I can taste my food. That's how I know I don't got COVID. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Okay. you know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, I can taste my food, so I know I don't got COVID. So, <laughs> the way my brain has been working lately, I think I might have it. And... With that, it gives me this sense of like. Sometimes I want to be a perfectionist, and sometimes, but sometimes, me wanting to be a perfectionist stops me from getting anything done. Mm-hmm. And so then, with that, it becomes: Did I do what I did well enough? Like, so it's it's hard for me to like balance. Like, am I good enough, or not do anything at all right. <laughs> when I do something? So by definition, um, for those of you who haven't caught on, imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persists despite evident success. Imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So no matter how successful you may be, how much success you achieve, how many great things that you do, you still in the back of your mind think, nah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I didn't do it like that. And I feel like, I'm glad that you mentioned the podcast because I feel the same way too. Almost to the point, like not every time, but a, a lot of the times when I'm in one of those moods and I'm not like feeling bubbly and happy, I'm thinking like, am I really like, who I I say that I am on this podcast? Am I really living up to the person that I I come in here and I am? And then I have to remind myself, yes, yeah, like you don't sit up here and lie. No. You don't come on here and say I got a million dollars and right. everything is great and uh, bubbles and sunshine and I'm so fucking happy. Like you are authentic every time you come in here, and it's kind of like that that check 
that you have to have with yourself. But it really sucks when you get down and you feel that way because we do do a good right. job doing this. Like right. we're nothing that we do about this podcast is fake. We don't come in here. Well, I mean, we are the best podcast in the city, but we don't call us paid as paid, but we, we carry that and we're humble about it. It's right. not like we just running around at the top of our lungs telling everybody, yo, we got the best. We probably the should do that. Cause as I've noticed, you know, the negativity is what draws the people in. So we probably should just start running around yelling and shit. Just, just yeah. so people can be like, what is this? And start hating and then at least tune in. But our feelings of... <laughs> the, the, li- the live um, marketing plan unfolding right on Textually Act. You see me. But our self-doubt prevents us from doing that. I mean, it is. Because a lot of times I don't even like to talk about the podcast. Like, me when people be like all the time i get oh i see you i see the podcast doing i'll be i just be like yeah like i don't be want to talk about it because it's like what do you want me to say to you like i can't like it ain't nothing i could show you it's just some shit that we do like he gave me the old equipment the other day mm-hmm. and i'm like sitting there like yeah, i used to have to put this shit v- together v- every week the vintage sorry sorry i used to like have to we used to put these together every week by hand and it's been so long that i don't even remember how to do it now and it's like, <laughs> like i still owe me a call yeah so like do you do <laughs> but it's like uh like it's like i'm We've like grew so much that I don't even like remember what it's like to do it by hand now, and so now it's like, like I don't, I don't know no more. Like I don't feel the. It ain't like a hunger. Like it's, we do this is good, and I don't really want to talk about it. But it's really something that is amazing that I probably should be screaming from the top of my lungs about. Yeah, it's almost like for me, I get embarrassed to talk about it, and I don't know why, but. It, I think it may be that feeling of self-doubt that creeps up on me when people people always have to be the ones to tell me, oh, yeah, I see you on that podcast. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I do the podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't really boast about it or talk about it in a loud way that makes people want to do it. And it's almost like, damn, why the fuck did you say that? Especially like if I'm with a group of people and they're like, oh, she does this podcast. It's really dope. I listen to it all the time. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, I yeah. do. And it shouldn't be that way. But since we we struggle with imposter syndrome, that's how we feel about the things that we do. Even with outside of the podcast, graduating this year. Like, I didn't talk about that enough because I talk myself into thinking that it wasn't a big accomplishment. To the point where it took for me, and Eric was bigging me up the whole time, but it took for me to go home and feel that love and support from my family to actually realize that I did something great and it it eats up at you. And it's something that I don't, I don't know what to do to make it better, but I have some ideas on how to make it better and some things that I do want to try. Have you experienced it anywhere outside of the podcast? I mean, I suffer from social anxiety in general. Like it's one of my biggest things that I didn't realize until like recently. I feel like as I've gotten older, a lot of a lot of things I never paid attention to have now taken effect on my life. Like I used to be all right with being in class and public speaking, but now as a damn near thirty year old, I don't want to go places and have to public speak now. 
I uh I tried to ask a question at this forum one time, and the whole time I got in the line, I was like super nervous. I felt my voice being very like shaky, shaky and wavy, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah," and I'm like, "Why am Never, I?" You know, there's nothing ever worse than someone you hear somebody in the background. You got it. Go ahead. You got, I, that's the biggest fear. But ever. the whole time, I'm like, I've never felt like this. And this is what, like, 26-year-old me? Right. And so then now, like, now, even going on, like, club boxing rooms with people I don't know, and, like, everybody's, like, got these pro, like these professional-ass rooms, and I go in there and somehow get put on stage. Like, me and E was in a room the other day. And I don't know if you were. <laughs> so these they like they were like professional niggas in here talking about shit that they really be doing, and I had to like, like stop myself be, and, and go be crafty and like like throw up a resume that sounded crazy. So a nigga like me was like, you know, my name Easy Boulevard. You know, I'm a media personality. You can see my work on TMZ Live and Complex, which is true. Which is all true. Which is, true. <laughs> which is all true. But it felt like a lie. Like it felt no, like this. No, you, the thing is, the this thing, is, thing if, I was making up. If you have to understand, like you, like everything you said was true. Yes. Right. But the thing is, I think what is just the. It has to be yeah, the it's the understanding of like most people might assume that it's coming from the actual place, you know, right. like that you were hired by TMZ, right. but you are a freelancer. Right. Right. Like the thing is like you are a media personality that you're you're run, working on your own business, your own brand. Right. right? And your stuff, they, TMZ use your content in order to make to move the needle for themselves. Right. And that is something. That they cannot take away from you. Right. This shit just sound weird to have to build this, like... And then, like, when I look at all the shit that I've done, like, I forget certain aspects of stuff. Like, I might go into a... Uh, I might go into a room and forget, like, you know, I also A&R for, for banks. Like, I also manage him. I also do textually active. You know what I'm saying? Like, I also do... Well, I put it on pause since I lost my job because niggas got to pay for shit now. And right. <laughs> without no job, you can't pay for shit. But, you know, like I do a radio show and shit like that. And so I'm like, I like do so much, I be forgetting what I've done and like try to pick pieces that sound important to like build this. And it's like, I did all of this. Yeah, you yeah, did. I did. You did. But, uh, um, So, E. Yes. You're very successful. You come off successful. You, you I mean, you even got have one of a those, successful air about you. You got one of those like successful names too. Yeah, <laughs> Green. You, you handle your business. Have you ever felt with dealt with imposter syndrome? All the time, and it's very unique because the where I'm at today, where I'm able to make money to to make a living off today, was not something that I set out to do. Right. And I feel like that is going to happen a lot to people who are like millennials or just like multi hyphenates or I call them the comma ands. Right. Because I do this comma this and that. Yeah. Um, And the thing is, because for the most part, like when growing up, we're especially millennials, we're kind of putting in it. If you're like in a, you know, coming from a modest upbringing, it's like go to school, get a job retire you know what i'm saying right but then when you find stuff when you you're exploring you run into stuff that you're passionate about 
by mistake, maybe, or something kind of appears out of nowhere. And then you start to dig into it and you start making money from it. It's like, well, I wasn't formally trained to do this, right? I'm, I graduated from the top of my class of YouTube University, and I will always tell people, tell people that, <laughs> right? I just happen to have other stuff that I've done in the past that luckily I've been able to try to find the the, the parallel, like how to connect it and stuff. I think it, for me, I think it's because I don't have what you just said, the others, right? Like everything I like accomplished or did, it just came organically, like right. Me going on TMZ just was me tweeting some ignorant shit. TMZ saw it was like, "Oh, come do the show." Uh, this is just us being friends, and was like, "Hey, we should do a podcast." That uh, Banks is like my best friend. Like he was like, "Oh no, you got the ear. You you know what you talking about. Just help me." You know what I'm saying? It's not like I was like, "No, nah, I want to go do a podcast. Let me learn what everything like, to learn about podcasts. Yeah, like every, learn everything about podcasts and then go do one." It's like, no, we, my friends wanted to do a podcast. We got a mic and we started talking, and it evolved into something different. So I feel like because of the, you know, what I'm saying like niggas was like, I was an intern for such and such, and I got into this field to do. I was like, no, bro, I. I just lived and figured this out. I listened to stuff. I'm on YouTube. I'm listening to other podcasts from people who know what they're talking about. And I just learned some shit. Like the other night, Usher was on Clubbox talking about a story where the song uh, Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell is yeah. really supposed to be an Usher song. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And he told this story on Clubhouse. Uh, but I already, yeah, but I already knew though. Like we, are, I'd already knew that, and so everybody was like, "Wow, this is such amazing!" I'm like, "Knew that, knew that already." <laughs> like, I knew, yeah, I knew that. But it's like one of those things where, like, I ought just grab shit and run with it. Like, like even now, like I'm thinking about venturing into uh, apparel. You know what I'm saying? Now that we started t- showing t-shirts, it's not as hard as motherfuckers make it, right? And so it's like, oh, I think I could do this. And it ain't like no proper. I didn't have to learn what types of fabrics and dyes go good. To, like, I didn't have to learn none of that shit. I just picked some shit up that I thought was cool because I saw everybody else doing it. Right. right. I think a big piece to it is overcoming this to help us overcome the self-doubt is just having the confidence behind the things that we're doing. We all sat here and we said that we don't really think that we should be in the place that we're in because we didn't. That wasn't our goal. Right in the beginning but now that we're in there we should have a little bit more confidence behind what we do because we set out to do something that we weren't formally trained to do and we're fucking good at it and you would think that that would make you stick your chest out and be prideful and talk about it all the time but it's kind of like ah, i don't know but i'm not one of the people because that shit sound corny see but the thing is i feel like the confidence is one thing i feel like confidence is a is a uh i guess not to say after effect but like a I'm trying to figure out the right word to say, but it's like it happens in result to it. Right. Right. And I think it's like not necessarily the confidence. It's about the intention behind it. Right. So my thing is like, if for me, right. If you, you know, you said, Oh, I got on TMZ because I was just, I just said something that you felt you didn't say it because you thought it was going to do that. Right. Right. But if you were in intentional or if you move through the intention of like, Hey, we're going to do this. I'm going to do this the best that I can. So I can, essentially speak for the 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 air you know my peers that are in this space right right that 
it turns into the whole different piece, right? right? So that was like the whole thing with this. It's like I I, I started podcasting because I wanted to promote an, an idea that I had, right. and then I realized that people were like, "Well, that idea is cool, but what's this podcasting thing that you're doing? And are you doing this by yourself, or how you're editing a video too? You know what I'm saying? Like it just kind of turned into it, right. and it's just like, all right. Then when I decided to, hey, I'm going to make a living out of this. My, I had to change my intention. Right. My intention is like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it the best that I can, right, and make sure that I can push the envelope. And then I think that's where the confidence kind of comes in after the fact because it's like you are intending to do a good job and then people are rewarding you for the job that you're doing. I think in the podcast industry and in media industry and with us being people who are on social media, we are tweeting, we put our face out there, we put our brand out there on the top all the time. Confidence is something that we have to come with. Like we can't get on social media and look scared or look shy. Like we have to present ourselves like we know what the hell we're talking about. But that's the easy part. Yeah. The easy part is doing that because it ain't there's no pressure to be anybody on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> the whole thing of social media is Hey, this is me. I'm a girl with a fat ass. I'm going to take all these pictures so you can see that I got a fat ass. Versus in public, you a girl with a fat ass, but you also got on bummy clothes today. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, I have a car. Like, you see my videos of me from the car. <laughs> you don't know it's an Altima until you see me in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like and I and I feel like that's the thing when you when I go like when you go follow somebody you go follow them because of what it looked like, right? And in real life they probably a shitty ass person. You don't know that. You don't until real life happens, right? You know what I'm saying? Like until real life, so you might see me and think, "Oh, Meezy is he do a podcast? He." Uh, do this and that. And the highlight reel. The highlight reel. And then, like, in real life, that nigga is, won't take a shower for three days. <laughs> like, he what? at least, nigga ain't brush his teeth in two, three days. Like, stop coming on here telling people this is the second time. I mean, you done came on here and told I'm being, these people I'm you don't trans- wash up. Is it transparent or vulnerable? You're That's actually transparent. being transparent. It's transparent. Like, but I. Pr- How do you feel about not brushing your teeth or taking a shower? It doesn't affect me either way because I don't also leave the house. So that's the vulnerability part. Oh, God. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? It's like like that. Like, bro, until you, like, have to, like, voice this to people. Or be in front of them. Yeah, like, you know, it don't bother me that much. I think that um, social media plays a role into imposter syndrome, too, because you get a chance to compare yourself. Exactly. And although we don't think that we're doing it, sometimes I'll get on social media and I look at the girls who do the things that I do and I'm like, damn, she's fucking killing it. Or shit, she posted again. I ain't posting like two months. Like, damn, I don't show my face enough. Like, just certain stuff like that. And then that comparison kind of leads me down the path of, well, am I doing this the way that I should be doing? And it eats up at, at your self-esteem. And if you're not careful, social media can play a role in how you perceive yourself to be because right. you spent all this time posting all the highlights and then you take a moment while you're at home, you ain't showered in three days, ain't brushed your teeth in three days. And you look in the mirror, you're like, damn. And you find yourself comparing yourself to somebody who is showing their highlights on social media. like, And then you compare yourself in that moment to your highlights on social media. And you're like, man, maybe I'm not who the fuck I say I am. Like, right. 
I got niggas on the internet thinking I'm a bad bitch, and here I am with my nigga T-shirt on, <laughs> no pants, hair all over the place, bonnet <laughs> leaning to the side, drool falling down my face. Like, am I really a bad bitch? Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> and then just I and now I it's regular. Like, this is a regular thought for people to have, and we probably have talked about this, but it's just like, uh, I know that I'm as good as you. But I'm not sure I believe it yet. I don't know if we should be comparing ourselves to people. So that's something that I learned actually in grad school, right? It was like it's like the idea of called benchmarking, right? And it's in business it's just like if you have competition and they're ahead, right? You say, Hey, in three years we want to get to where they're at today, right? But by the time you get there three years from now, they're now three years still ahead, right? right. So it's just one of those things like we kind of do that mentally like on an everyday basis around us, right? Like we want to naturally group things together and we naturally want to compare things so we can understand the food chain of it all, right? right. The, the proverbial food chain. So I just think that's something that we essentially do. But it's like one of those things, if you put a goal ahead of yourself that you are trying to acquire or try to, try to achieve, no one can, you, no one you can compare yourself to because to you, that is success. Fact. Yeah. I think a good way to measure your progress is to kind of look back and see what was going on. And I get a kick out of it when I'm on social media um, for TA and I'm posting stuff on the gram and I'll get like memories. And if you scroll down far enough, Fam. boy, we was posting anything. <laughs> Fam, I, uh, I just played uh, the <laughs> and, it, and in hindsight, I thought it was like a good escape episode. But in hindsight, it was kind of revolutionary. What? We recorded the party and used it as an episode. Like, we just thought it was like, okay, we just fill this in because we still high off this party. We might not yeah. have time to record. Let's just use this as an episode. But when I go back, it was like, oh, no, I can relive that night whenever because I could just listen to it and remember. But that, that, but that was intentional. For you? I mean, no, but my thing is, like, I knew... In my opinion, especially especially when we found out that we sold out the day before, I Which was like, crazy. I, I was like, yo, like this, like, like this can't be something that we can only just remember, right? This has to be something that has to be documented so that no matter what, like, we can it can never be taken away from you. It's like episode right? fifty eight, and I'm like, that we had like one. This is one thirty eight. Like we did that in the like both like in the middle. Right after like, yeah, I was like, like it's in the middle of that shit. Right. And it's like, that's fire. Cause I ain't never, like, aside from like people doing live podcasts, like, I ain't never heard nobody do no shit like that. No. Right. It was cool. It was cool to think about when you like go and realize, especially with all the phases our show been through. Yeah. So I have a question. Uh, and I want to get, see what you guys think about it. So I think there's this whole it's thing question time. that you, you know, that we sometimes we compare ourselves to others, you know, this highlights and all these other things. Right. But I think, do you think that the culturally, right. As you know, I'm saying as black people, right. That culturally that, that, uh, imposter syndrome is imposed on us. Right. Cause Mizu said something earlier about not necessarily talking about the, the things that he's accomplished. Right. And the things that, and not making big of it because he thought it would be corny. Right? Oh. And the thing is, is like not to say that you don't think it's corny and not that's not your own thought. Right. But that is a cultural thing. 
right? Yeah. Because yeah. we we see as a as a people that you know this we have, nigga reading that you know that we think that certain yeah because think about it right that we've we've all been there you're reading about this this motherfucker won't read a book all right oh, this, oh, this, oh she gotta go do her homework oh look at her go do her homework you know what i'm saying like, like i mean ultimately like yeah like like being successful like sometimes being too successful is is not cool right not you know not being smart is not is, you know, talking about your cool. success too much is not cool it's, I, always trying to sell your brand is not cool and it's kind of like why do i feel shame for trying to promote the stuff that i'm doing to the point where i don't bring it up in rooms? when target shows you that dog every time right and you and when you, what and you have, don't even use target the dog shows no you that dog every time yeah. you know what i'm saying but like but we accept it in other places i think it's because it's a, it comes off as a being like better than you but why i don't know it just like if you keep telling me like res keep telling me i did my hair by hand like nigga a bunch of bitches do that (laughs) like you know i'm saying like just because you own this talent you telling me don't mean shit to me like it's a bunch of people who do what you do why do you feel the need to keep telling us that you do it and i i just think it's one of those things where maybe we hate (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we some haters. Hey, I got a lot of hate in my DNA. I ain't even gonna hold you. And like sometimes I see shit. Like I don't care the buck. Jack Harlow album. Jack Harlow white rapper. A white guy. Uh I was ready to hate when the album came out on Friday. I was. I ain't gonna hold you. I was ready to hate. Mm-hmm. Then I heard it, and I'm like, uh, the production real good on here. Then I'm like, well, he can kind of rap, like, like, but I will not give it up for Jack Harlow. I feel like it's like a plant, like it's okay. Like I sometimes we just like don't want to hear about that shit because we don't care. Like, or sometimes you're just not in a space to receive it. Yeah, I feel like we do a lot of balancing on that that line of being corny or being intentional and promoting your brand. Like you don't want to come off as. A fraud, that's the worst thing to do. Right. And I think that plays into um, self-doubt, too, because if you're sitting up here doing all this stuff and somebody were to expose you on the platform and say, no, nah, nah, actually, you wasn't in TMZ, right. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you don't want that to happen. So it's like we tiptoe around our accomplishments because we don't – our biggest fear is that somebody is going – do, give us that um, point in hand. You know the mannequin where she's <laughs> standing there like this. Not even like, that. Cowering. <laughs> we don't I think wanna... it's, it's I think it's that, and I think we don't want nobody else to downplay it. Right. Like if like amongst my circle, I'm the only one that was on TMZ. Yeah. Right. right. But if niggas was telling me like nigga that ain't it wasn't like you got a job. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but that's hate. But so what? Is like, it my, hate? My, my thing is like uh. A national, uh, excuse me, a globally syndicated like show or publication reached out to you. It don't matter for what. Facts. It don't matter for what. I think it's just a fear of niggas downplaying what you did. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, I think that's it. it them downplaying also goes along with my insecurity. But the thing is, but it'd be a different. It'd be a different story if you said you said what you said and it said, "I can get you on TMZ." And you sold the dream that you could do it to other people too. Oh, yeah. You know, if you had capitis, that'd be something. Capitis is a capitis is a thing. Title, because some of you guys aren't dealing with uh, self sabotage. Capitis. You're capitis. You're some lying. You, some of you niggas be lying, and it's okay. Because I, I, I believe in fake it till you make it. Capitis. Okay. Hold I believe in fake it till you make unpack it. Unpack it. Unpack it. Tell us more. I mean, we live in like we, I was talking about this last night. 
We said this. Why would you have a Birkin on Fourth Street? Yep, we did. But you could go find a purse that looks like a Birkin, and you just bought it because you thought it was a nice purse. You didn't buy it. Well, you probably you did buy, buy it. You probably bought it because it looked like a Birkin. But that's why everybody bought three hundred. It's just a everybody bought three hundred because they look like the Rolls Royce, right? But they did. It was just it was in your price range. It looked good for you, and it felt good for you. Fine. My, you see my necklaces in here. They might not be real. They might be plated, but it's really for the aesthetic of I've. When I get there and shit be legit, I already know how to do it. It ain't foreign. It ain't. It's I'm. I'm used to this. Like it's just a little bit heavier on my neck. It's yeah. Like nigga, I don't. What am I buying? I don't have the money. Why would I spend the money that I don't have on some shit for nobody to care? I think we say (laughs) like every time we bring this up, we. We get so close and so attached to these celebrities that we think that we are on their same tax bracket and on their same level. Thank God for social media. It let us know what a lot of your lifestyles are like. However, we are not your friends. Like as much as we like to pretend, as much as y'all like to say that the girl that uh, the baby dating and little baby dating and the one that her both baby mom and all them girls is y'all best friends. They're not. And we are very different. Because JT will tell you, we're not twins. We are not not the same. Like I cannot do the things that these girls do. And I understand that wholeheartedly from the bottom of my heart. So when you look at me as a regular degular girl, I know that y'all going to compare me to somebody else who was out here making money. However, it doesn't stop me from carrying myself in a way where I feel like I'm a bad bitch. I'm going to get the money, so I'm going to carry myself. So when I do get the money, it's going to be looking good. It's regular. You're going to act like you've been there before. And you shouldn't shame people for trying to, like they say this all the time in corporate America, dress for the position that you want. So when I come in here with my lashes on and I make up late and all this shit and I look good, it's because I'm dressing for a position that I want. Nobody's going to look at me and be like, oh, here she go coming up in here looking like anything again and look at me for the next role or look at me to be a host of something or invite me to come on a podcast. Like, I don't want to invite nobody on my podcast looking the best, you know? So you got to dress for the role that you want. So fake it till you make it is, I mean, it plays, it's not... It's not. Bra- it's got it's a bad. Being... It's got a bad stigma for no reason. Nah, I don't think fake it till you make it is the same as because they out. will quickly tell you, uh, get you a circle of friends who imp- like empower you. Like, okay, now that's the hardest. Now shit you ever. got me comparing my life, and I just keep seeing Simone go to the beach every week. That's the hardest. <laughs> like, shit ever. you know, what I'm saying? like I keep seeing her See, on the no, beach but, somewhere. But then, but then, but then that's a two way street too, right? Because. Someone like a Simone will then come up with say, yo, I had this idea that you guys could execute and it would kill. Right. Right. Like she's that type of person. Right. You ain't going to have the, you know, it's one of those things of me. Yeah. You are the sum of the five people closest to you, but you also make sure that they're not a dick neither. Right. Right? Because if they're successful, but they're a dick, then you're going to wind up being a dick. Like that's just one of those things. So you might be successful. You might learn some, something, but you might break some of the branches while you try to climb up. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, I'm proud to say that I like to surround myself with women who are go-getters, strong, and about the bag. Because what those women will do is they'll, they don't never make me feel bad. My friends know I'm broke they know i'm broke they don't treat me like i'm broke though they talk to me they they give me advice they give me the situations that that will put me in a position to be a better person like if they see a job opportunity that's good for me they'll say this is how you go about it and i think when they say hang around people that you want to be like it's because they're going to drop knowledge on you 
without that extra bullshit because you're their friend. Right. Right. Um, however, yeah. you have to be able to control yourself and your emotions to not fuck that up. But what I will, I do want to say is that yes, you can try to separate or surround yourself around people that might be quote unquote above you, right? Or, you know, a little bit more successful than you, right? You just have to find out what can you give in exchange for the, what they're going to give you. Facts. Right. So my thing is like, yeah, someone might have cash, right? But if you can give them sweat equity and return, you can help them do research and return like something that can right. help them pick up where because like you know no matter what like you, someone can't do everything right so my thing is like yo if I know that you know Meezy is into music he's into all these different things right making sure that yo if I seen that you know this new this this new campaign is coming out what do you think about this or what Rez is like yo you know this new fitness thing is coming out what do you think about you know like finding ways that you can help them fulfill something where they can might be lacking facts that's the exchange right. give a penny take a penny oh that's good that? i don't ever leave one though <laughs> i do because you only it's for some reason that shit that north carolina state tax come up to some weird ass change it sure do Oh, like sixty one, like nigga, I had a dollar fifty. Like, that shit said nine forty, and coming from a state that doesn't typically have sales tax, it was a bit to adjust to. Yeah, that should be weird. <laughs> so we heard about you know how we've experienced imposter syndrome in our lives. I read an article and they broke down imposter syndrome into five different categories, mm. five different ways that we may experience it, and they also gave a few tips on how we can deal with it and manage it. So I wanted to go to go through the list and figure out which one we identify with mm. and then give the listeners a little piece of um, how they can fix it. Um, before we do it, let me just name them, and you guys let me know which one you think you are. So the the expert is one. Do any of you guys feel like that? No. They have the soloist. That might be you, Meezy. The natural genius. Like That's giving E. <laughs> the superman or superwoman. And the perfectionist. So I'm 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 having a hard time following. What what are so you're labeling these things and what does it mean again? So these are different types of imposter syndrome. Okay. So your personality and why you may feel like you're an imposter because of your personality type. Okay. So um, they have the profession, the perfectionist, the superman or superwoman, the natural genius, the soloist, and the expert. So for the perfectionist, the questions are: Have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Any of you sound no? Okay. Do you have difficulty delegating even when you're able to do so? Do you feel frustrated and disappointed in the results? Um, when you miss the mark on something, do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for your job? Do you feel like your work must be 100% perfect 100% of the time? Oh, no, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. Okay, so the next one is the superwoman or the superman. Not sure if this applies to you. Let's answer the questions. Do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team, even past the point that you've completed that day's necessarily necessary necessary work? <laughs> no. Do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime completely wasteful? No. I think that yeah. sometimes that's yeah, me. Sometimes. I be I sometimes. beat myself up about sitting down and not doing work. Or sometimes think about all the things that I could be doing while I'm laying down and I can't lay down. Um, have you ever left your hobbies and passions fall by, let your hobbies and passions fall by the wayside, sacrifice to work? No. 
That was because I had to though. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is sense of obligation. Yeah, like if, I had to. I, I need to. This needs to happen for for us to, to right, continue. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Some some had it wasn't gonna pay for itself. I, I feel like, I feel like there's a <laughs> sense of like if you've already completed and you feel like you need to do more. I feel like that's where that's kind of falling. Yeah. Do you? Okay. I don't. I feel like no, because I still kind of do my passions. Um outside of work so i only have one so far the next one is do you feel like you haven't truly earned your title despite numerous degrees and achievements do you feel so pressed to work harder and longer than those around you to prove your worth uh nope to an extent cap mm, no so none of us are the superwoman or the superman um the natural genius are you used to excelling without much effort yes okay <laughs> Do you have a track record of getting straight A's or gold stars in everything you do? No. No. Were you told frequently as a child that you were the smart one in your family or peer group? Yes. yes. Do you dislike the idea of having a mentor because you can handle things on your own? Yes. No. <laughs> when you are faced with a setback, does your confidence tumble because not performing well provokes a feeling of shame? Yes. No. <laughs> Do you often avoid challenges because it's so uncomfortable to try something you're not great at? Yes. Ah, uh, no. shit. I think we found Measies. Yes. We found it. We found it. We found it. The natural genius. Okay. So it says to move past this, try seeing yourself as a work in progress. Accomplishing great things involves lifelong, lifelong learning and skill building for everyone, even the most confident people. Rather than beating yourself up when you don't reach your impossibly high standards, identify specific changeable behaviors that you can improve over time. That's crazy. That's kind of fire. For example, if you want to have more have more impact at the office. Um, we don't, I don't know why they're catering this to a nine to five. If you want to have more of an impact in your life, it's much more productive to focus on honoring, honoring your presentation skills than swearing off speaking up in people and meetings as something you're just not good at. Oh, so they just want you to just do the shit. Yeah. Versus the, the say why you can't yourself, do it. Forcing yeah. yourself to like, yeah, talk this, yourself this, out this, this times where it is like, you feel like I feel obligated, like like say if you're in a group setting, right? And then you may not necessarily have anything to provide or right. to add, but then you feel obligated to do it because everybody else did it. That's me. That's me for sure. Like, I, like even when we have our meetings, I just be like, I really don't have nothing. Let me just say something so they at least know I'm in, I'm engaged. <laughs> so, so I'm paying engaged. attention. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, you know what? I I thank you because yeah. I look for that. Yeah, I just because I feel like I talk to myself a lot. Uh, Not necessarily with you guys, but just like I, I'm moving at such a million miles an hour. Like right. I need constant feedback because I don't. I've always been. I've. I guess one of the my the baggage that I have is that I've been kind of looked at as like the micromanager or the bossy type. Uh huh. Right. And that's like, and I make, and I try not to make decisions, especially in a group project, without getting the feedback because I need your buy in. Right. Because oh. I don't want to just do it and then you're like. So I realized that I didn't explain how to fix it for those of the people who might be out there listening. So if you felt like you answered yes to the questions about the perfectionist, um, I'm just going to read off what you should do based off of this article that we have here. So it says for this type. And again, this was the type that is the micromanager. They have a hard time. Um, they feel like everything must be 100% perfect 100% of the time. And when you miss your mark, you accuse yourself of not being cut out for your job. So for this type, for this type, success is rarely satisfying. 
satisfying. I, can, I don't know why I can't talk. Satisfying? Satisfying because they believe they could have done it better. But that's neither productive nor healthy. Owning and celebrating your achievements is something essential. And if you want to avoid burnout, find contentment and cultivate self-confidence. Mm. Um, learn to take your mistakes in stride, viewing them as a natural part of, uh, of the process. Um, in addition, push yourself to act before you're ready. Force yourself to start the project you've been planning for months. Truth is there will never be the perfect time and your work will never be 100% flawless. The sooner you're able to accept that, the better off you will be. Mm. So um, that's for all the perfectionists out there. And then if you felt like you're the Superman or the Superwoman... Um, this is working very hard. Um, you let your hobbies go to the wayside to do work. Um, you feel like you don't earn your title. Um, this is imposter workaholics, and they are addicted to the validation that comes from working, not to the work itself. Start training yourself to veer away from external validation. No one should have more power to make you feel good about yourself than you. Even your boss, when they give you your project, the stamp of a, when they give your project, the stamp of approval on the flip side, learn to take constructive criticism seriously, not personally. That uh, is me to an extent. Mm -hmm. and, and, it and, also, and, the funny, and the funny thing is it kind of ties into my love language of words of affirmation. Yeah. Cause it's like you, you kind of want, and I just said it, the feedback you, you kind of want to know, like, am I going in the right direction before I dig a mile deep and I'm all, Right. But you don't need that validation every time um, as you become more in tune and to internal validation and able to mature your inner confidence that states you're competent and skilled. You'll be able to ease off the gas as you gauge how much work is reasonable. That's crazy. OK, I think um, I relate to some of that. I kind of relate one, to which one you think you are. So we still got two more. We have oh. the soloist and the expert. Huh? Do, do those. Okay. Yeah. So the soloist, um, the questions are, do you firmly feel that you need to accomplish things on your own? I don't need anyone helps. I don't need anyone's help. Does that sound like you? Do you frame requests in terms of the requirements of the project rather than your needs as a person? Um, yeah, to an extent. Parts of it. To an extent. Parts of it is me. I feel like I need to do stuff by myself. Yeah. Um, it feels like it says that if you are the soloist, you feel like asking for help reveals that you're a fraud. Yeah. Um, they don't give help for that one. I guess there's no help. Uh, ask for help then. That's what, it's, that's what it is. <laughs> the the answer is to ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. Um, so I guess that's something that we have to take a, we have to take away and realize that, Asking for not asking for help doesn't make you stronger than somebody else. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I, I think I think you're I think you're revealing that you might have soloist in <laughs> I do. I do. All right. And then the last one is the expert. Um, so do you shy away from applying to job postings unless you meet every single educational requirement? Yes. I do too. Which I learned that um white men don't do that. <laughs> white men will apply to a position that requires a master's degree with a high school diploma hey. and might get the job. But I mean, shout out to the white men out I mean, there. But that, but that goes into a whole nother level of 
systematic oppression. Yes, it does. It does. Um, are you constantly seeking out trainings or certifications because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed? Yes, I did used to. I used to. Um, even if you've been in your role for some time, can you relate to the feeling that you still don't know enough? Yes. Do you shudder when someone says you're an expert? Yes. <laughs> so you got the expert. Fam, I'm sitting here. I, I got imposter syndrome. <laughs> like, of, like of some shit. But, so, I mean, but regardless. Well, technically... Impossible. Yes, they they give it a thing, but it, it's not. It's not. It's not real. It's not but it's real. It's real. Like you. It's it's literally self imposed. Right. I will say I do have a mixture of the perfectionist and the soloist. Um, but for the expert, they say that it's true. There's always more things to learn. Striving to bulk up your skill set can certainly help you make strides professionally and keep you competitive in the job market. But taking too far, the tendency to endlessly seek out more information can actually be a form of procrastination 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 i feel like that's that beats our ass a little bit the procrast beats your ass yeah i've been chalking it up to my add i just <laughs> i just be feeling like i'm one of those people where if it's a whole bunch of shit to do i won't do anything i just be wanting like what what hurts me the most is that when I decide to do something and it not work out, so it's like I just put all this fucking effort into this and it didn't work out when I really didn't want to do this to begin with. Right, and so it bothers me. Like the the other night putting together this vintage equipment, I was this close to figuring it out. Why you didn't call? Oh, you. It was oh. sleep already. But when I, like, this was after I'd already tried to call him to say, you know what, just, just show me how to do it. I still continued to work on it, and I gave this effort, and then it didn't work out. And I was just like, you know what, fuck this shit. I just wait till he really need to the last minute, and when he really got to explain it to me, then, then I'll do it. And I do that for everything in life, like... I like I waited to the last minute to quit my job. Like I should have probably been quit that job a long time ago. Yeah, but it was just a uh, something telling me that I needed to keep it. I've been waiting. I probably should have been went back to school, but something was just like no. And it's and it feels like it goes against everything they tell you about waiting for the perfect timing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, it feels like they're like, no. Who tells you to wait for the perfect it's time? It's me procrastinating, but it's also a timing thing that I don't, and I don't know how to deal with that. It's never going to be the perfect time. It's never going to so be the perfect time. I'm not going to lie. That's something that I learned basically by getting let go and getting into this. It's like, when you think you think about doing it, and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe should I, should I not? Do it anyway. Mm. Right? Because, like, this stuff that, I would probably say that my gut told me that I needed to do, and by natural convent, you know, conventionalism, I would have said, maybe no, you don't do it, right? And I did it anyway, and it worked itself out, mm. right? Like in terms of like committing to something, not knowing if you know the money might come in afterwards, right? Like I, you know, sometimes it's like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, I got to work to get this new contract, but then something just pops up on your door. Yeah, right. I think it's we we spend so much time being hard on ourselves, and what's helped me this past year is talking to myself gentle, being gentle to myself, being showing graceful. love to myself, 
And I don't know, I heard this in something that I was listening to, but we all has have this voice in our head. And I noticed that my voice was just saying like the most wild shit. Like I was calling myself like a dumb bitch in my head and damn, why you do that stupid shit? Like just talking crazy to myself. And that would make me more anxious and make me more likely to be like on edge and like snap over the littlest things because I feel bad that I didn't do something right. But then I also have this voice in my head talking bad to me too. So we, I think they call it our conscious. We have to control that voice because we do have the ability to think and control our thoughts. And that's something that I think has helped me overcome the feeling of not being good enough. I have felt better though. I probably picked a bad timing because it's daylight saving time and it get dark early. But but I've, I've like, literally felt better. Like, I know it's me at home not doing shit and, you know, saying I probably should be doing more. But it's, like, even having the opportunity, like, the other day, I was, like, sitting there thinking, like, damn, it's Tuesday. And in the past, this Tuesday, I wouldn't be sitting here relaxed, comfortable on the couch. It would be me trying to decide am I about to take a nap before I go to work and then have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, it felt, like, really good to just be sitting on the couch. Yep. And, like, I don't have to worry about getting up in a few minutes to go do something. And it was, like, one of the things that I was, like, happy for glad that i finally like told myself that i could do something other than work this nasty nine to five right yeah i think it's it's easy to to attack yourself that's the first thing right but it takes a little bit more effort to like big yourself up right and just be like i did that i did it for a reason and i'm in a better i'm in a better space because of it i actually did something that made myself better and enhance my life in a sense and that job wasn't it wasn't working for you right it wasn't so and i'm a bad bitch you see the hairline a hairline on hairline on fleek the fuck did they did they use a laser to do that was that a laser hey come on now you're asking too much what the hell on talk oh yeah you never uh followed up about your barber conversation what happened i went back baby i had to go home I had to go home. Oh, you went back. I had to go home. That back you see the line? Cream? Like, listen, listen, listen. It's get your barber back season. Listen. That outside barber have them hoes sick. Like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, we talked about this haircut. Ain't nobody talked about these other haircuts I had been getting the way they've been talking about the one today. So I knew when I got them, when Jazz was excited about it, I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm back home, baby. I'm bike. I'm bike, baby. I'm back home with the home team. Ladies, make sure you're uh, validating your man's haircut. We don't want him getting out of that barber chair talking about, damn, do it look good? Am I that nigga again? Nah. Like, we- like take his shit. Gas him up. Nah, women lie. Take that shit to the next level. Women lie. When he walked through that door with that haircut, scream a little bit. Ah! Nah, they be imposters for real. <laughs> Imposter. No, but real talk, if y'all want to play Among Us with us outside of this uh, imposter syndrome episode, because imposters are among us, we are the suspect. I think that's our name, right? The suspect. The suspect. S-U-S-P-A-C. Because we be sus. We be sus. That oh, game is so fun. New pack in the air, this guess or what? <laughs> Yeah, he still be alive if you ain't got some up. Was it a uh, I'm the imposter, the color of Willy Wonka? That's mine. Pull up an imposter, color of Willy Wonka. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and actually talk about uh, helping niggas. Yeah, let's, let's take a break. Right. And 
we're back with our final thoughts. So I want to take the time to give somebody some, I mean, we're not professionals, but we have experienced this all. Um, as a group, we've experienced self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and obviously we've overcome it because we still get up every day and we do what we got to do. So um, do you guys have any tips for anybody out there who's listening on how they can overcome their self-doubt in their life and manifest a bad bitch? And no, we're not going to stop saying manifest because it's the word of the year. <laughs> I'm glad this year's almost over. Uh, <laughs> if it's true, if you did it, they can never take that away from you. Mm. I like that. Like, if you did it, you know, if you did it, then yeah. It Hit the it button. <laughs> not even, not even that. Even if, if you think you could find a way. To doctor it up, doctor it up. You I, do, I, you I, do I, I makeup. Can, I, I can do a good you do your own makeup, and somebody told you you was good. You might be an MUA. Yeah, you might be a makeup artist. If you did your own hair, and somebody said, "Oh, you look good. Can you do mine?" You might do hair for a living. Stylist. <laughs> I've been running my own social media pages for years. I understand the analytics. I understand how Twitter work. I understand how Facebook look. I might be a social media strategist. Like, believe do me. Yo, what you? Oh, oh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You record podcasts. You do. You do video editing. You might be a multimedia expert. You do. You uh, what's this shit they call? I forget. Uh, a video, video, uh, videographer. Videographer. You're a videographer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're a director, producer. Look at the slashes you can get. Comma and baby. Right. I'm an I went viral on the internet. I could say I'm a uh, I'm a vi- I'm a, I'm a viral person, a viral media media personality. I've been viral a couple of times. What do they call you're, those? You're a cultural commentator. That's why I like to. That's why I like to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talk about shit. Yeah, that word. You we can still we still have time with that word. People haven't overly used that word, right? Or that title. I taped a sex Dot connector. Is done. I've had I have sex on tape. Does that make me a porn star? No, and I we're think done. we're reaching. Okay, oh, all right. Hey, what do you have? Um, so what I will have to say something that I learned about myself this year, especially with the whole panorama, uh, the panda panda, that you have to give yourself grace. Like you have to allow yourself the the space to not be perfect, right? And then to understand also that, especially with now that. Don't look at you not moving and you not being busy as you not being productive, mm. right? That is one of the bigger things that I also learned, took from other people and stuff like that, right? And, you know, it's just one of those things that instead of not looking at how comparing yourself and looking upward, look at uh, look at it in terms of, compa- I'm not say compare, but of what you have done. You know what I'm saying? Because you could have been, you could have took a step backwards, Right. And if you, as long as you're moving forward and you're moving in some different direction, like then that is that is valid. And all you need to do is to be able to believe in yourself. Yeah, you are who you think you are. Right. Absolutely. I think my final thought, and to wrap up everything I said in this episode, is to practice bigging yourself up this week. Practice talking about your accomplishments with somebody this week. Um, take some time to. Think about the things that you that you've done throughout your life. 
It could be big or small. Uh, you graduated kindergarten. That's something to big yourself up about. You woke up today. You woke up today. You went to the gym today. Just think about the things that you achieve on a daily basis that you don't have to do. And I guarantee you will feel a lot better about where you've come and where you are right now. And um, be nice to yourself. Like E said, give yourself grace. And like Meezy said, if you did it, you done it. And you do it. That's that's about it. Big facts. Big facts. Um, and in the meantime, in between time, don't forget to listen to our baby maker playlist to make yourself feel good. And why you say why you saying them affirmations in the mirror? Maybe you could play one of these songs. Put yourself on something sexy, ladies. Ah, ah. Oh damn, we're right. <laughs> like I, I curate. I'm a cultural curator. Yep. Like I, I curate this. I put people on. Oh, oh yep. shit. Mm-hmm. The vibes. Crazy. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to WMEZ. Uh, this week for the baby maker, we've got, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. Hey, you niggas gotta, you got, you, y'all are creative. Let's just say that. This is Guzo, Guzo, and this song is called Ken's Interlude here on WMEZ. Again, be sure to go to your favorite streaming service, which is Tidal, Apple Music, or Spotify. Type in Textually Active Podcast, and the WMEZ Baby Maker Playlist should pop right on up. And if you feel like that's a lot of work, just click the link in our bio. Uh, link tree pops up. You can click it from right there. Here on WMEZ. Textually Active. I was able to find a meme that related to this episode, but I'm gonna let y'all go first. Oh shit, mine do too. Be honest. Uh, I'm gonna say something that uh, a mentor once told me. Oh shit, about about in terms of success, right? And a lot of times, success is kind of tied into people's imposter syndrome, right? And basically, he was telling me a story about if you wanted to climb a mountain, right? You can never go in a straight line. When people climb up the mountain, they essentially kind of go in a zigzag, right? And a lot of it might seem like you are not necessarily moving forward, 
But the thing is, as you go across, you're, you know, you may have made 20 feet, you know, moving, you know, 20 feet moving forward or moving up the mountain. But basically they were saying that there's no clear path. So one thing I just want to leave to you guys is that there's no one way to get up the mountain as long as you keep moving forward and you will be successful. That's pretty good. That is good. I like that statement. That's pretty good. I mean, that's a good way to look at it. We do all take different paths. Right. As long as you're moving forward. As long as you're moving forward. So mine is uh, don't think you deserve that job. Apply anyway. Don't think your article is good enough. Publish it anyway. Don't think they'll reply to your email. Send it anyway. Don't self-reject. Stop beating yourself up. That's pretty good. I'm about to beat myself up just a little bit. Mine said, 11-year-old me would be ashamed of the way I fell out from reading for leisure. Uh. <laughs> when you was little, you used to have a book with you all the time talking about I'm about to read. Right. Nigga, not at all. Not now. Yeah, I don't read enough. But that bitch ain't no audible. I don't, I don't need it. And don't hit me with the popcorn reading. I'm not ready. I never will be ready. Still not ready. Don't like the popcorn reading. What you mean, bro? <laughs> Everybody knew the order that the, the room went in. You just had to know which part was yours to get to. As soon as I get up here and read in front of y'all niggas, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you always they, they get call, that. They call you like, fuck. <laughs> you always get so like you can't even focus. You can't even comprehend. The word is the nigga. <laughs> you can't even Spit comprehend because you're so nervous thinking about it. it's gonna be your turn to read. But whatever, I M- did it. Oh, Eminem head ass nigga. These <laughs> weak palms are sweaty. <laughs> Mom spaghetti. That's a pasta. <laughs> I see what you. You feel me? I'm about to get pasta. <laughs> you hard. You hard, Jack. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Textually Active. We'll be back next Tuesday. Um, the holidays are approaching. We want to do something special next week. Uh, we want to hear from you guys about how 2020 went for, for you. Right. Something that happened good for you. Um, how you overcame something. What the year was like for you. Because, I mean, me and Measy going to tell y'all anyway. But we want to hear how y'all feel. So reach out to us. Send us a DM. Um, you could send us a video message. You could send us a voice message. Um, no, 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 no. We're asking for a minute. If you want your chance to hear yourself on your favorite podcast. Right. Shoot us a video and tell us how your year went. How'd you recover? How'd you coop? How you uh, coped? How you uh, stayed lit? Stayed depressed? Or whatever. We want to hear it all. Yeah, you, know you can saying? email it. I would prefer if you I say email if, it. I say if you uh go into the link. I think the email in the link ain't it. Hit yeah. the link. Yeah. It'll show you how to get to the, the email. You can send it there. If you don't, just send it to me. Send it to me personally on <laughs> Measy Bobo and I'll make sure these niggas hear it. I prefer a video, but if you want to do audio, that's fine too. Um it's some people that I'm looking to hear for hear from. So I want to see how your year went. Amizi wants to see too. Yeah, like, and put some clothes on. Nasty motherfuckers. I mean, you could do it from the shoulder up. That's fine. And we might have a gift for you too. Oh, yeah. If you do it, we'll have a gift. Oh. Can we do a gift? I didn't know that. I don't know. Eric I mean, said we could do a gift. I'm broke. So okay. figure that out. Don't eat. Anyway, we'll be back next Tuesday. The deadline to send those videos, I say, like, eh. Hey. Send it before next Tuesday. Today too. Yeah, if you do it before Tuesday, obviously. Yeah, send it before <laughs> Tuesday. And um we'll be back. We'll see you guys. Follow us on social media. All the links are in the description. Hey, don't forget to see us Friday. We be live on the internet talking that shit. TA live at five. Live at five. Live at five. Live at five.
That was something I did not know y'all was about to do. <laughs> <laughs> we both just kept doing it. But yeah, we'll holler. Bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.